This is Big Podcast. It's Build a Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. David Hooper with you. This is the podcast about growing your podcast. That means a bigger audience, more money for you, people that care about your message, people that will miss you if you are gone. How often does that happen? Take off, I don't know, a week or two? Pretty common. Nobody says anything. That's a problem. And that's what I'm going to help you with on this podcast. Brought to you by Riverside.fm, the leading platform to record studio quality remote podcast and video. I'm doing a lot more remote stuff now. As a matter of fact, probably 95% of what I have done in the last couple of years has been remote. Sometimes you can't, but thanks to the quarantine, this is one of the good things about it. We all learned how to speak into microphones, into our computer. And if you're going to do that, Riverside.fm, that is the way to go. 70,000 people use it. Companies like Spotify, you know, not only can you listen to podcasts on Spotify, they also make podcasts. Riverside records locally on each participant's computer, uploads everything to the cloud. You then download it. It's going to sound like you're in the next room. Right now, Riverside has an opportunity for you to try it free. Go to Riverside.fm. They're going to give you a couple of hours. Look under the hood. See how it works. Do a remote interview. Do a couple of remote interviews. Doesn't take that long, does it? You got a couple of hours to play around with it. If you want to continue to use it, and I think you're going to, because it's got a lot of great features, the editing options, the social media clip options. Once you dig in there, you're going to want to keep it. And this is the way to save 15%. Here's the coupon code. Big Podcast. B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. It's what you want to build. That's why you're listening to this, right? Build a big podcast. That's the coupon code. Easy to remember. B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. URL, riverside.fm. Sign up for free when you're ready to buy. Big podcast. B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. That's going to get you 15% off. The last episode that I released, I got a lot of responses about it. Some feedback that I got from Dan B. He's a longtime listener. And he said, I'm basically ready to unsubscribe. And here's why. (laughs) Sounds scary, right? It is scary. But people are thinking about that every single time they download your podcast. Every single time, whether or not they're going to press play or not, these are the things that we're up against. Maybe they don't want to subscribe. Maybe they just download your podcast, never listen to it. And you never know, not unless you get this feedback. So I was thankful to Dan for sending it to me. I sent him an email to let him know that I responded on the podcast itself. I said, here's the URL, podcast.bigpodcast.com. It's at the top. I talk about the changes I'm making since reading your email. Thanks again for reaching out, David. He sent me a response. He said, uh-oh, hope I didn't cause any major trouble. I'll go listen to it now. So not bad, right? <laughs> he probably was shocked when he saw the title. I'm about ready to unsubscribe. I say, hey man, you know, I'm just quoting you, dude. <laughs> anyway, another response came in before I saw that first one. He said, wow, it sounds like you're not going to send the goons after me after all, LOL. That was a really thoughtful response, David. I'm glad the feedback was helpful. This time I'll look forward to the next Insider episode for a change. More to the point, I love how you turned it into a teaching episode. Taking breaks throughout to share your feedback on my feedback and how I and others, of course, binge multiple episodes all at once means taking a moment to think about how our podcasts sound back to back to back. There were at least a dozen great points that you made, and I'll be going back to re-listen to this when I start my own show. And he goes on, I'm about ready to unsubscribe. No. (laughs) He says, this is exactly why you're the king, baby. 
Thanks again for taking the time to respond and caring enough to make sure that I stay a longtime listener. Happy holidays, Dan. Just to put a nice bow on this, and I want to do this because I know that this is something that you go through, maybe via email or tweets or responses on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're getting reviews. And it's very easy to have knee-jerk reactions to feedback, like I talked about on the last episode. And it's very easy, I think even easier, instead of the knee-jerk reaction, to take it personally and think, oh, you know, that guy doesn't like me. And, and I put all this work into this. And I really tried hard, but nobody likes me. We can make one piece of feedback that really isn't that bad unless we were connected to it. We detached ourselves. We'd be like, okay, all right. So it's not for them or they don't like this thing. We wouldn't think much of it. But because it's us, we think a lot of it. And we take that and we extrapolate it to thinking everybody feels that way. But the reality is not everybody feels that way. It's like going on the internet when you've got a health problem. You've got a runny nose, maybe a sore throat, headache, you're tired, sluggish. And all of a sudden it's a huge thing. Oh man, your leg's about to fall off. That happened to me and my leg fell off. Or I had a hole in my heart and I had to go to the hospital. I almost died. You better get to the hospital right away. I mean, it's the worst case scenario. And why is that? Those people are experiencing something really big. And those are the guys that are most likely to respond to whatever symptoms are being discussed. They're going through a hard time. You're discussing those symptoms. Oh, I know exactly what this is. The guy who takes an Advil or gets a good night of sleep, those people are not going to be on WebMD or on any kind of forum talking about that kind of stuff. Are you with me? That's the situation that we've got when we get negative reviews. And now I'm not talking about what Dan sent me. I'm not talking about feedback. I'm talking about general negative reviews. This podcast sucks. For all we know, that guy's just having a bad day. You're in a good mood. He doesn't like it. Good. You got a lady. She had a fight with her husband. She's going to go off on you. That's not necessarily anything to do with you. Let's dive deeper into the element of feedback, though. The situations like Dan, when he wrote me an email, somebody who's going to reach out to you privately, type up something that's only seen by you. That's not necessarily because they want to be heard. I mean, they want to be understood, maybe. But really what drives that is the person cares. Feedback can definitely feel like an attack because we're very close to the work that we do and we take ownership in it. I talked about that on the last episode. But you, you are not your work. It's sort of personal, but it's not about you as a person. Something else I want you to think about if you get feedback in email, and you know it's good feedback. It's not just somebody having a bad day. And you know it's thoughtful feedback. You do not need to take every piece of feedback that you get. Sometimes the person is not a match for your work. Let me give you an example of that. If somebody were to send me something that said, hey, David, you need to talk more about what the best mic for podcasting is and how to plug it in. That's not applicable to this podcast. This is not a tech podcast. I tell you up front what this podcast is about. It is about growing your audience. It is about making people care about your message. It is about making money with your podcast. It is about making a podcast that people will miss if you are gone. It is not about sounding better as a podcaster. Unless it's going to help you to do those things. Sometimes I do talk about microphones, but that is not the purpose of this podcast. It's not a tech podcast. The purpose would be 
what are we using that microphone in service of? So that comment, hey, you need to talk more about what's the best mic for podcasting, how to plug it in. That's great for a tech podcast. If you're talking about compressors, mixers, whatever, you're neglecting that kind of stuff, that's super helpful for you. But it's not going to be great feedback for this one. But sometimes, this is because we're so sensitive to our creative work, we tend to blow even something like that. Feedback for a different podcast, way out of proportion, because we're on edge. For some of us, it's us against the world. And I don't know why that is. Podcasters aren't necessarily helping each other. Maybe that's it. You go into podcasting forum. Hey, I just bought a Blue Yeti. (laughs) Three seconds later, Blue Yeti sucks. And some other guy, yeah, Blue Yeti sucks. And somebody said, well, it's not that bad. Yes, it is. It's an argument between them. You're not even involved in it anymore. And you're feeling bad. You're excited about your purchase a minute ago. You say, hey, I just bought a Blue Yeti. I'm excited about it. We're not really supportive of each other. That's my point. So of course, we step out into the scary world of other people who don't know what's involved with podcasting and what it takes to do a podcast, not only how to plug in the microphone, how to speak well, how to make the podcast itself, but the internal dialogue that you've got. Your listeners don't know that. Not unless you're telling them all the time. And even then they don't know that. Most people consume stuff. They don't create it. It is easy to criticize when you're not a creator. You think you know it. We've been there. I've been there. See somebody on stage. Oh, that's easy. Mm, Is it? Or that person just make it look easy. Until you've done it, you really don't have any idea how easy it is. And that's unfortunate for us as podcasters. People don't understand what it is that we do. You can't help that though. You can't help that. You can maybe bring your listeners along for the process. That might help. It's going to get them more engaged with you, get them seeing what it takes for you to create the podcast. That can be fun. And those hardcore listeners are going to be interested in that. But the reality is this, it reminds me of a quote a friend of mine told me. It was in reference to pornography. And I'm not making judgment on porn. I may or may not have been involved with some booking in that industry. I've definitely been involved with some music licensing. I mean, I know you're not watching those movies, but um, they have music. And they need to license music for that. Not everybody wants to get involved with them. You know, some of the bands that I've worked with, they don't mind it. So we've licensed our stuff there. So I'm not making judgment on it. I'm the last guy to do that. But what he said, it's true. He said it wouldn't be nearly as enjoyable if the scars that a lot of these people have were on the outside. And that's the truth with any type of entertainment business. I've worked in various parts of the entertainment business straight, like above board modeling, like with your clothes on. That's how I'm going to differentiate adult modeling. (laughs) Film, television, music, definitely. You know that if you've listened to me. Podcasting, live events, comedy. There's not a whole lot of difference between the performers, an adult picture or a music album or a music show, or a comedy show, or somebody who's on stage speaking to an audience of business people. There's not that much of a difference. It is usually somebody who is motivated by something happening on the inside, and they're looking for some kind of external validation. Again, I'm not making judgments on that. You may think, I'm different. I've got internal motivation, intrinsic motivation. And you may. I think that's the way to do it. We cannot base our self-worth 
on what's happening outside of us, other people's opinions of us. But here we are getting these reviews, getting this feedback, and we do it all the time. So let's not be judgmental on people that are on the lower end of the entertainment business. Just like maybe radio or television is judgmental of us. Oh, you're just a podcaster. I'm in broadcast radio or I'm on television. And you got the television people. Well, that's cable television. I'm on broadcast television, one of the major networks. And we see it in books. I'm with a major publisher. You just independently published it. Self-published. It's a vanity press. Everything in life has a hierarchy. And we internalize that. And maybe that's the reason that, to take it back to that Blue Yeti comment, that we're not as nice to other people in our business as we should be. Oh, that guy's just a podcaster. He's on Anchor. He uses a Blue Yeti. I've got an RE20. I use Lipson. Whatever. There's a hierarchy. We can fall into that. Anyway, if you don't have understanding from people that are outside of the podcasting industry, you can't even get understanding and compassion from people inside of the industry. I can understand how this stuff would hurt. Let's talk about the good stuff, though. Sometimes you get good stuff from feedback. That definitely happened with Dan's email. It was a very nice pattern interrupt. I'm doing my podcast. It's the same way every time. You get into a system, a groove. Very close to a rut, though. And when I thought about what he was saying, again, it's a pattern interrupt. Ooh, am I in a rut? What is this like for people back to back to back to back? Because I'm not recording it that way. And I agreed with him. So this guy has a point. How do you know the difference though? Sometimes that is hard because sometimes we have those comments. You need to be talking about how to plug in a mic. You need to be doing this. You need to be doing that. That's not the show, man. It's a different thing. How do you differentiate that and good feedback? It's really related to who you are as a person and that intrinsic motivation. This is why you want to be seated in yourself, know who you are, what your podcast is about, who you want to reach, the message that you want to bring into the world. I think when you have that, going into that initial feedback that you're reading, the first time you're seeing it, you're more likely to be less reactionary to it. Like, okay, that's an opinion. It's not what I do. It is what I do. It's good. It's not so good. I'll take this. I'll leave that. When you're seated in yourself, that's going to be a lot easier. And maybe you might want to try this. If that first thing's not working for you. You're still, you know, new. You're not really sure where you're going with your podcast. And that's fine. We all think we know where we're going with our podcast. But you could plan what you're doing for a year. Do a couple of episodes. It's that famous quote by Mike Tyson. Everybody's got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> then the plan changes. When you get feedback... It's a good idea to make sure that you're well-rested, you're fed, you're in a good place before you review it. Basically, making sure that you're grounded so you don't agitate the situation and make it into something bigger than it is because that's very, very easy. You know where I see this happen a lot? I see it happen on Amazon with book authors. Somebody comes on there, gives a one-star review to a book. The author will come in, oh, I'm so sorry. Can we get on the phone and talk about it? dude?" The guy didn't like your book. Why do you want to get on the phone and convince him? Is it for him? Is it for you? Or is it for all these people watching that you're bringing more attention to? Make it a bigger deal than it is. I'm going to leave you with a quick story about how I almost screwed up a very important relationship doing something very similar. This is 20 years ago. I was running a big conference. It was for the music industry. One of the sponsors had some kind of issue, and I don't remember what it was. But I got a scathing email about something. 
And it really rubbed me the wrong way. We're working 51 weeks out of the year to get this big event on that 52nd week. That is how hard we were working. And this guy sent an email, pissed about something. I don't remember what it was. And it rubbed me the wrong way. And I wrote a letter, you, the horse you rode in on, your company. We are done. This is not worth it to me. Something like that. I'm paraphrasing. But that was the feeling in that email. And somehow I made a good decision to put it in my drafts folder, went home, went to bed. I'm sure I didn't sleep well. I was pissed, man. (laughs) The whole way home. F*** you. Anyway, I go back to the office the next morning. Still pissed. F*** you. F*** the horse you rode in on. F*** your company. We are done. Mentioned it to the director. She was an early morning kind of lady. Type A, man. She got it done. And when I did, she goes, oh yeah, I've already handled that. We're good. That was it. Not an issue to her at all. I thought, ooh, wow. That's a good lesson. Leaving the email in the draft folder, waiting until the next morning. I don't know if that would have stopped me. Probably not in that situation, but she did. Had somebody in there to buffer for me. So maybe there's a lesson in there too. But let me fast forward about three years later. Let me tell you how this all worked out. I'm starting my radio show, Music Business Radio, the show that got me into podcasting. And the way that worked, in case you haven't heard me talk about it, it's broadcast radio. We cut it like broadcast radio, but we used podcasting as a distribution form in addition to broadcast radio. So it wasn't really a podcast. It was more of a radio show that we released as a podcast. And before I got into it, because I had a producer, engineer, had studio time. It's on a broadcast network. We needed to get some money. And that guy, the guy that I was so pissed at, I went to him and I went to him with the idea and he came forward with a $5,000 sponsorship before the first show. He ended up having a really great experience with us in the conference. I pitched him on the show idea, said, I think I can bring you guys into it and here's how I'm going to do it. He said, great. We did it in about 30 minutes. Happened to see him in an event. He said, that sounds fantastic. Send me an invoice and we're good. Other than that invoice, it was a handshake deal. And it was good. And I tell you this to say that I'm not sure that I would have ever made that first episode without him. Because one, we needed money to run the show. But it was also pretty powerful for me to go to this broadcasting company as we're putting it together and say, hey, here's the first sponsor that came in. And it's five grand. I mean, not the biggest sponsorship ever, but not bad. The show wasn't even out. Hadn't even been proven. And it made me look good. It made me look like a team player. It made me look like I had people that believed in me. And I did. He was one of them. And we still keep in touch. 20 something years later, we're not best friends. But if I called him up, he called me up. Yeah, it's cool. He doesn't know this. (laughs) Don't tell him. Don't tell him how close it was to really going off the rails. You don't know what's beyond a mean email, a bad review. You just don't know, man. A lot of times there's something good in there. Something for you to look at. It's maybe nothing to do with your podcast. It's a lesson for you. Like I had that lesson to just chill, sleep on big decisions. Don't write what I call a poison pen letter. Do you know about the poison pen letter? This was an Abe Lincoln thing. Abraham Lincoln, apparently when he would get agitated, would write the kind of letters like I wrote an email to this guy. Maybe a little bit more skillful than what I wrote. But the sentiment was the same. He called it a poison pen letter. And then he'd sit on it. 
or burn it, whatever. People have their own ways of dealing with that thing. And what I've found is that like bad feedback, the energy that you're putting into the email and feeling that you have to respond, because you don't have to respond at all. You can choose to respond, but you don't have to. It's not a reaction, it's a response. And there's a huge difference. It's not a scientific thing. Every action is an equal and opposite reaction. No. It's a response, and you can choose to change that response, redirect it. Anyway, something for you to think about. You're putting yourself out there with your podcast, so I know that you're up against this. It happens all the time. want to throw a little bit more out there as far as handling it. If you want to reach out and share some of the feedback that you've gotten for your show, good or bad, reach out to me. I would love to know what people are saying to you. For one, because I can help you if it's an issue. But also, how are you responding to these people? How did you feel? What good, bad, and ugly came from the feedback? There's an episode in the air, maybe a couple. So I'm sure I'll be back with this subject soon. Reach out, bigpodcast.com is the way to do it. While you were there, make sure you subscribe. That's at bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That way you'll never miss an episode. You'll never miss these Big Podcast Insider episodes that Dan talked about. You'll never miss the follow-ups, things like this. It's bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. There are three buttons there. I make it easy on you. If you listen on an iPhone, got a button for you. Android, got a button. RSS feed, I've got a button for you. And I've got a QR code that you can scan. Takes the podcast directly to your phone. Steal this idea. Go there. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Steal it. Take the copy. Look at the landing page that I've got attached to that QR code. Do it. It'll double your podcast audience. I'm not lying to you. Getting somebody to subscribe to your podcast via phone, that is the number one way to get somebody to listen to your podcast. Because we don't listen to podcasts at home. And if we do, it's via the phone. But the phone goes with you to the gym. It goes with you to the car. All the places where you're listening to podcasts. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That's the way to do it. And when you do, I will see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.